Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 713. And I'm excited today because I get to uh, have as a special guest, Eric Lofholm, who's the top sales trainer in the world. And he's going to talk to us about things that it takes to create the ultimate life and his thoughts on that in, in his long years in business and in life. Eric, welcome to the show. Kellen, I am excited to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you and all the listeners. Fantastic. So I have a definition that I use for your ultimate life because, you know, people bandy those phrases about like kind of whatever, right? Uh, life for your dreams and all that jazz. So I define it as a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. How would you define your Eric's ultimate life? What is that for you? You know, my life is, is really about serving. And uh, I get to live my ultimate life because I get to serve all day, every day. And I get to live my life uh, with purpose. My, my work is very meaningful to me. And uh, I'm very intentional with my life, with my health, my spiritual life, my relationship with my wife, my children, my career. And uh, so I would define it as uh, living a life of service and uh, being very intentional. That's fabulous. So let's talk about that. You gave us some good stuff already to dig into. You said that you thought service was important. And I know from my old life and new life and the changes that have happened that we are happiest as human beings when we're loving and serving others. We just are. We're built that way somehow. Talk a little bit about your discovery of that truth. You know, I think... Um I'm somebody who I like to get along with people. I like to, um, I like to be liked and, uh, I, I love to teach. Um, I started teaching when I was in high school, I had a, a math tutoring business and, uh, my whole life has been centered around teaching and I get to do that of course with my career. Uh, and so it's, um, it brings me great joy. You know, I, I love it when, whether they're a client or just a, a human being that is able to benefit from me serving and something that I've shared with them that's made a difference. And uh, so that, that's really what lights me up. That's really interesting. I didn't discover that till a lot later in life, although I did start teaching piano when I was 17. I didn't think of it as service. I know, because I know you, and we've had a chance to visit many times, that you do and have done a lot of things just for the joy of serving and helping others. Tell me how you discovered, because there's so much in the world of what's in it for me. Everybody's worried about their own, you know, what do I get? What do I get? How many hours do I get to work? How many hours do I get to bill? How much money do I get? Et cetera, et cetera. 
how did you discover your love that you really enjoyed and looked for ways to serve? How did you discover that? You know, it's a great question, and I've, I've never really thought about it in those terms. Um, but I think that really, from a motivational standpoint, that's really the place that I come from. And there's different times when I've, I've served and there was no uh, financial benefit. Um, there was no um, reward, if you will. It was just serving uh, just to serve. I'm thinking of a, a homeless gentleman in, in my community that I live in. I'm, I'm in Rockland, California, and we don't we don't really have homeless, at least in the part of, of the town that I live in. And I noticed this gentleman, he was in a, a car that looked out of place in the bank parking lot where I work out at the uh, where the gym is. And uh, I kept noticing his car. And one day I just walked up to him and I said, hi, I'm Eric. And uh, he said, I'm Darren. And we started a conversation and I started doing several things just to help him. And uh, something just, I don't know if it's a tug from God or something just told me to reach out and, and help this human being. And there was no business gain there. It was just me helping another person. And so whether it's a scenario like that, or it's something in my business or seeing uh, another person that needs help, um, I've just always felt uh, a tug to help where I can. Do you think, you mentioned God, the divine, and I know that you're spiritual, um, and because I get to know more about you than listeners will, do you, do you listen on purpose for those inspirations, intuitions from God? You know, I don't know that I would, I would, I would say it like that. It just, um, something will happen and it just, I just have this nudge and, and, you know, from our previous conversations, when I was helping out people that lost their homes in the campfire. And uh, I saw this post on Facebook where this uh, friend of mine, got a family, it was actually three families that all lost their homes there. And it was like nine or 10 family members that they lost three homes and they became homeless overnight. And um, I didn't like go on Facebook in that moment, like looking for somebody to help, but just, it just resonated with me. And I, I felt this tug on my heart to help. And that turned into an entire year long project. It was, it was like a second job for a full-time job, Kellen, for a whole year. And I don't know that I would have signed up had I known what I was signing up for. I just thought I was going to help a few families and, and my wife and I ended up helping the entire region. And, uh, so, um, but it just in that moment, I just knew like, that's what I need to do. And uh, it was um, a really interesting year and, and the amount of commitment that that took. Uh, but it was just something I was present to and I, I just acted on that nudge. So, so you've said a couple things that I really want to emphasize with listeners. And that is, you didn't have any idea where that was going. What's yeah. some other, what's another example that you can think of where you didn't have any idea where it was going and you did it anyway, and then you've turned out in hindsight to, to realize that you were being guided or led or something? Well, the other, you know, the recent project is the, the Ultimate Coach uh, Facebook project where I um, reached out to Steve Hardison and his, the book about his life came out at the end of last year. And uh, he asked me for a phone call. And, and when I got on the phone with him, 
it became obvious to me that uh, there was going to be thousands and thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of book enthusiasts that really needed to come together. I thought through social media, specifically with the Facebook group, and I had a, I've had a lot of experience with Facebook groups. And so I had said to Steve, you know, you really need a Facebook group. And uh, he said, well, I don't know anything about that. And I said, well, I'd, I'd be happy to um, create one for you. And uh, so I made that offer. Uh, I didn't go to the phone call um, planning on offering to create a Facebook group for him. It's just in the moment, it was just so obvious, like this is what's needed. And, uh, and I made an agreement to do that. And I shortly thereafter ma- made a 20-year agreement to lead and run that group um, with no expectation of financial compensation. I didn't ask him to, to pay me. There was no conversation of that. I was just choosing to use my leadership skills and my gifts and talents to serve. Now, that was for his brand, his ideas. But I, I looked at it and said, I'm, I'm wearing my service hat and it's not under my company. But it doesn't matter. I'm able to go out and do what I'm here to do while I'm here. And so um, that's a, it's a unique thing. You know, I've never offered to create a Facebook group for somebody before, um, but I chose to do that. And, and now that's taken on a life of its own. And, and uh, it's, there's a lot of movement around that particular project. There is. And I'm in that Facebook group and belong to it. And I've read the book a number of times. And I, I, for the listeners, I just want to say, you know, Eric, Eric took this project on in a 20-year commitment. It's not given lightly. So if Eric says, you said 20 years, you're going to do this for 20 years. You didn't yeah. say that just to say it. Right. So you've said a couple of things that I really want to drive home. You didn't go to the call, either the one with the fire, where you ran a group for a year that turned into a worldwide project, literally all over the world. And so was this one, nor did you go to this call with the idea that you were going to do that. And what you said is it became obvious in the moment. Now, what skill, intuition, uh, and because this is, I say ultimate life is living your life in service with your divine gifts, created by serving with your divine gifts. What skill have you developed or are you developing so that those things become obvious to you? Because there are so many people to whom it would not be obvious. It would seem difficult. It might seem pie in the sky. It might seem, oh, yeah, that would be really cool. Somebody somewhere, I don't know. Kind of a feeling that, Eric, it becomes obvious to you. And so you say, hmm, I think I should do that. So what skill are you developing or have you developed? Because I want people to hear this in terms of choosing a life of service. So what are you doing that that becomes obvious to you that not just that it should happen, but that you want to do it? Well, I think the, um, the skill is really vision. And I, I don't think I developed vision through training. I mean, I probably have gotten better at it through the years by doing a number of projects where vision has been involved, but um, sometimes I can just, I can just see, I can see combinations and things and I can see things uh, unfolding. And so with the, the fire relief project, what I saw was creating a, a Facebook group that was also a Facebook group project where we would help 10 families. 
and uh, God had other plans. <laughs> so Kellen, that group grew to 34,000 people and um, all kinds of miracles were happening as a result. And um, so it was um, vision. And uh, another thing that, that I do comfortably is commitment. And there's a number of things in my life, like I'm committed to doing my work with my sales training company until September 12th, 2046. So I've got a you know 20 plus year run. And uh, I made uh, an agreement with myself similar to that in 1999. And now, I, you know, I was 28 then, now I'm 51. And I was somehow I was able to make this commitment that this is what I'm going to do into my mid 70s. And I don't think most people think like that, um, but for whatever reason, my my brain thinks like that, and I can see, I can see things unfolding. Um, I, I'm not going to say I'm psychic, but like with the Steve Hardison Facebook group, he asked me if I would model what I did on Facebook on Instagram, and I don't I don't really know much about Instagram, but I knew if I asked somebody to step up and lead the Instagram that somebody would emerge, I just somehow knew that. And so I ended up finding two leaders that, that lead the Instagram. And I, I just knew somehow. So um, I'm not really sure how, but I somehow I just know these things. All right. I want to just say something and that, and, and that, and that is you, you do, you actually do know how. You're given divine gifts, everybody is. And what you're saying in so many words without saying it is you have chosen to use the gifts of vision, the gift of leadership, the gift of commitment, and the gift of choice in a positive way, on purpose. So you have a vision. You choose to exercise leadership. You say yes to a commitment even though you don't know the level of minutes, hours, you know, the twists and turns that it will take place. And you trust that there is a way to make something happen. And that trust is not placed in fallacy. It's placed tra- placed in the fabric of the universe. And so when I say the words in your ultimate life, serving with your divine gifts, create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, this is a model of that. This is Eric's model of that, of listening and taking his divine gifts of leadership and vision and commitment and trust and creating these things. Would, would you agree with that or does that not seem right? Yeah, it's like just somehow I, I just know certain things and I just, I just know that it's going to work out. And um, I'm not really sure exactly how I know it, but I, I, just, I just know it. And um, this has happened a number of times in my career. When I launched my company in, in 1999, my declaration was I'm, I'm going to become the Zig Ziglar of my generation. And at that time, I was 28. Nobody had heard of me. I'm working out of a spare bedroom in my condo. And I just decided in my mind, I'm going to build an international training company. And it was just like obvious to me. And, you know, most people that have a dream of going out and building a a speaker company, um, you know, don't make it or make it at a fraction of the level that I've made it. Now I'm, you know, there's still room to grow, you know, but I'm, I'm pleased with the following of people that I've been able to, to create and, and help. And um, I just knew, like, it was just crystal clear, like, this is what's going to happen. It wasn't like, well, maybe it'll happen or it could, or I I hope. I'm just like, no, this is what's going to happen. And then I started operating on faith that that was what was going to happen. And then that's what happened. 
So you've given us a lot of good principles. Trust the things that you know. We do. We do. They come from the universe, the divine, and we hear and feel and understand them in different ways. You use the word trust, which is leaning into the truth of the vision instead of operating from sight. You know, I have to see the path all the way to the end. I just need to see the next step, the next step. And so that's, you know, I know some of the things at least that you've done. And I, I want to, one of the reasons I wanted to, to talk about this and have you, have you talk about it is because, you know, there's nothing magic about Eric, unless there's something I don't know, but except he, he listens to that voice and then makes a choice to do that. Is that true? Yeah, I think that in many ways, I'm just a, just a regular guy. I'm married. I've got four kids. I live in just a, a regular house in a regular neighborhood. I drive a regular car. You know, if you follow me around, you might get, yeah, yeah, it's just pretty much like a, a regular person. But one of the things that I've done a really effective job at is I get up every day and I'm extremely consistent. And so I just do the thing that I need to do every day. And using a baseball metaphor, I just get up and I strive to hit a single uh, I, you know, occasionally I hit a home run, but most of my life is just, just small incremental changes, but I just keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. And, uh, out of that consistency, um, a, a lot of things have, have come to fruition for me. And, um, so that's, but I, I, I resonate with just, you know, just regular person like everybody else, um, uh, tapping into those gifts, those natural gifts and talents is something I've done effectively. That's magic. And also the consistency. I love that. So, I, you know, you've been online doing this stuff now for a long time, uh, 28 to 51, 23 years. Okay. So we, you, you hear a lot of hype. People say, oh, do, you know, follow your passion and the money will come and tell your story and make an impact and live your ultimate life. And, you know, the same kinds of words that we're using here. And a lot of it can be, it can feel a lot like hype. So, as you've defined it for you, or I've defined it for me, and you say you're a regular guy, and I believe that, do you think it's really possible to live that ultimate life, or is that all just hype? Well, I, I don't know that I personally resonate with just, you know, follow your heart and it's going to work out. Um, I, I like having a strategy, Yeah. right? So um, if you take like wealth building, so the home I live in based on what real estate does in the, the area of the world that I live in over the next 15 years, my property is likely going to double and I'm going to just make my mortgage payment every month and I'm going to accelerate it probably a little bit. And so it's predictable that 15 years from today, I'm going to own my house free and clear and the property value will double. Well, anybody could do that, but most people don't. So it's, I, I would say like if somebody's, you know, they're watching and listening to this. What's the strategy? Right. When I launched my training company, my strategy was contacting sales organizations, offering to be a guest speaker, give my speech, sell my sales seminar, walk out of that speech with revenue in hand and new clients. So there wasn't any, um, it wasn't luck. It was very strategic. It was very predictable. And so, you know, I, I think that um, if somebody wants to have a great marriage, for example, What's the strategy of having a great marriage? You know, how you treat your spouse and being loving towards your spouse is going to make a big difference, right? Me having a vision that I'm going to be married for the rest of my life. Me recognizing my wife is the most important human relationship in my life. 
So I prioritize that relationship. That's called more, uh, marriage insurance, right? So <laughs> it's, it's not the fact that I have a great relationship with my wife is not luck. It's done with intention. And I have a strategy around it. Like, for example, this morning I went to Starbucks while my wife was sleeping and I got her her favorite Starbucks. And while she was still asleep, I put it right by her toothbrush. So when she got up this morning, the first thing that she saw was her Starbucks. Well, she knows it's going to be there because it's always there. Because that's one way of me to say to her, you matter to me. And so when my marriage is great or I'm doing well with my fitness or my business is growing, it's, it's not it's not random or luck or cross my fingers and hope, you know, I'm really about what is the strategy, you know, that's going to create the results that I want and have faith and operate in your purpose and come from a place of service, you know, and, and believing in God, believing that God has his hand on my life, his hand on my business. I'm doing things hopefully the way that he wants me to do them as best I can. And doing that has allowed me to live a really great life. I'm a former college dropout. I was a cook at McDonald's. I was a bottom producing salesperson. And now I can honestly say I, I live an extraordinary life. But that was done with intention. It was done on purpose. It was done through, you know, and it's not like every day of my life's amazing. I go through my challenges just like we all do. You know, there's duality in life. There's with up, there's down. With success, there's struggle. So I go through all that just like everybody else. But I've, I've found some ways that work for me that have allowed me to, to really live a, a wonderful life. So I love it. Yes, you have faith. Yes, you take action. Yes, you have strategy. And over and over again in the story and the way you've told it is consistency, just continuing to do things. And I love that. And I love the fact that you threw in there, cook at McDonald's, bottom producing salesperson, et cetera, because one of the things I love asking guests is, Okay, you have a life right now that is enviable, enjoyable. You like it. Some people might look at it and say, I could never do that. But you came through some things and you came through some struggles, some things where it felt like maybe I can't, maybe I won't, maybe it'll break, maybe it'll fall down. When stuff feels hard, when you feel down, when you feel like you've been hit, something happened that you didn't plan on, and I don't like the word to say the word stuff happens to us because it just happens and then we decide what it does. But when that kind of thing happens around you, what does Eric do to, to right the ship, to stay on course, to return to course if you're slightly knocked off or way knocked off? What does Eric do? What are the things that he's developed that are part of his activities that he does with purpose to get back on track? Well, one, I'll give you one brief story. So when I was doing the fire relief project, helping people out that lost their homes in the campfire, a Facebook group was created and that the group name, Kellen, was Evidence Against Eric Lofholm and Jem. Jem was the nonprofit that I was working with at the time. So people that we had removed from the Facebook group for a variety of reasons, there became a group of them that were now my enemy and they all formed and they took like a page out of my playbook and said, Oh, you kicked us out of the Facebook group. Well, we're going to start our own Facebook group. And they started the rumor mill. And there was a lot of, of negativity that started coming at me when I was just trying to help out and serve and now I'm in the line of fire. 
And I was able to look at the situation and I was under an extraordinary amount of pressure from what was happening. And I said, oh, I'm going through this because God is preparing me for something greater. And so in the moment, now a younger version of me would have freaked out. And I've had those freak out moments uh, in my mid twenties, I had a setback, which caused my first marriage. We separated. I became homeless. I went through bankruptcy. My car got repossessed. My life just spiraled down over a setback that just took my brain into overwhelm. But as I've gotten older, I've learned that to reframe adversity and to say, okay, this sucks. This is hard. This is painful. And I'm being prepared for something greater. And if, if we really are honest and we look back on our life, oftentimes our greatest lessons were from extremely painful experiences that we went through. So that's what I've learned to do. And I've, I've learned to not be really reactionary when quote unquote bad things happen, when life doesn't you know go my way. I've learned that there's duality in life. So with success, there's struggle. And I don't look at... Um, I had a, um, a setback recently with a family member and out of that setback, it was just like a little blip on the radar. You know, it's really all it was just a little blip on the radar instead of, you know, feeling devastated or I can't believe that happened or that wasn't fair. God's picking on me or sometimes it's just like, Hey, this is just, there's duality in life. So with love, there's hate and with success, there's struggle. And so I've, I've learned as I've gotten older, um, different ways of processing life events where other people would be, uh, you know, perhaps emotionally greatly affected. That was me when I was younger, but I've, I've grown, I've grown, I've matured in a lot of ways regarding that. So this is spectacular. And listeners, I want you to hear that because Eric's given us some examples of struggle. And the key was to make some changes, to look at things differently, to reframe and, and I love the story, the changes, and the examples that, that he's given us. And it's one of the reasons I, some of this stuff I knew and some of it I didn't. So this has been really good for, for all of us. Eric, there's going to be some people who want to uh, learn more about you, to see what you do, and to follow you perhaps more or get a hold of you. H how would be the best way to learn more about Eric? Yeah, so I am the only Eric Loth home on planet Earth. So if you Google my name, uh, that's all me. And I'm on um, whatever your favorite social media platform is. If you're a Facebook person, connect with me on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, YouTube, my website's my name, ericloffhome.com. And so if you're enjoying the conversation, uh, there's lots of great free content available to learn more. And uh, just Google my name and uh, connect with me in that way. I love that because that's the answer I always give when people ask how to get a hold of me. I say with a name like Kellen Flukiger, I can't hide. <laughs> so I didn't realize that you're the only Eric Lofholm on earth. So now I love that because there are actually two Kellen Flukigers. The other one's my son. So uh, you, you, you have me beat by one. Good for you. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Eric, for sharing your heart, for sharing your soul, for smiling, for just being... Uh, you're bringing your Ericness in in our show today. Thanks for coming. Kellen, it was great to be here and great job for all these podcast episodes. You're in the 700s now. 
Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm blown away by that many service one-on-one conversations with people that you want to, you know, share your platform and help get their message out to the world. And so uh, I acknowledge you for how powerfully you're showing up and, and how you show up for me. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, what I'd like you to do, listeners, is I want you to listen through this. You've gotten a lot of really good ideas from a regular guy who lives in a regular neighborhood and drives a regular car and worked at McDonald's, who now lives a life of his own life, of purpose, service. And I can tell you that it's true because I know Eric and I know some of the things personally that he's done besides show up here on this podcast. So I want you to take that in your heart and understand you can reframe all that and turn any adversity you have into good stuff. As you move forward and create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow. This is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your